With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. It feels way more than a week since you were here to me. I, I guess maybe that's because I've been to Orlando and then to Canada and back. But I don't think it's even been a week. Has it not? I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. A lot has happened, but um, also there's a big gap in the feeling and the j- difference of how it feels to have you live in the studio versus this, which is also still nice, but not the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's going to be a great podcast. I'm really excited about this podcast to tell you some stories. There's some really funny things that happen and also to get your thoughts on a couple issues that I've been thinking about and some of our listeners kind of brought up too. Let's go. I'm excited. All right. Well, let's go. You have to say roll that intro music. Oh, right. Roll that intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. I don't think we're legally allowed to start the podcast until you say, or I say, let's roll that intro music. I think you're right. It's uh, it's in our contract, which we never signed with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the unspoken contract. <laughs> uh, so, you're weak. My Tell week. me about it. Well, first, welcome to the podcast. We are so glad that you're here. This is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, my name's Dan Thurman, but you know Maggie Thurman right here is kind of like the real star. Oh my gosh! Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's Mag- Mags and Dad's podcast. Yes, Wholesome chaos. Exactly. Um. But yes, that is my dad, Dan Thurman. He's a motivational speaker. He's an author. He's a TikToker. He's a cool guy. Um, And Maggie, of course, is an actress and TikTok influencer and just amazing person all the way around. She makes everybody happy. And that's what what we do here. We, We try to make you happy, try to make you laugh, and also give you some good insights about what's going on in our life and things that can also help your life. So if that's a value to you, just go ahead and hit that follow button, subscribe button, and uh, and let's go. So yeah, it's been a very busy, fun week. I had two speeches this week in Orlando and then in Victoria, Canada. And mom met me there in Canada, which was really cool because that's where we went. One of the places that we visited on our honeymoon 28, almost 29 years ago. And then, question number nine, you guys renewed your vows there. Well, yes, we renewed our vows in Banff. That was question number nine. But Victoria is is not as far north. It's in British Columbia. It's actually the the capital of British Columbia. There's this huge, beautiful parliament building there. And it's just such a neat town. It's right on the water. There's seaplanes taxiing in and out and taking off from around there. Just beautiful uh, tulips and gardens and decorations. There's a very famous garden there called Bouchard Gardens, which we did not visit this time around. But we stayed at this gorgeous hotel that we basically looked at last time we were there 28 years ago and said, wow, that would be an amazing place to stay one day. Well, we stayed there because that's where my meeting was. It's called the, um, uh, well, the Fairmont, but it's also called the Empress Hotel. It's massive. I love, I love places like that. I love 
history and visiting older places. I would love to go and do some of that soon. Yes. Yeah. I would love that too. Would you, yeah, you can meet me on some of my speeches sometime. I have, I'm leaving again tomorrow. I'm going to Rapid City, South Dakota. So it'll be a very different Mm. kind of experience, but um, nonetheless, it'll still be awesome. But we were only there a few (laughs) nights and, and, you know, but it still felt like an amazing getaway. And even though it took a long time to get there, I was in Orlando, like I said, so I had to fly like five hours to get to Toronto or maybe four and then another five hours to get to Victoria. Um, So it was a long time in a plane and mom had a similar experience going through Seattle. And on one hand, you're like, does it doesn't even make it worthwhile to go so far for such a short period of time? Um, But it totally felt like it was. I mean, it was so fun, and it felt like a little romantic getaway, right, honey? Yep, it was awesome. Yeah. Even their their trash cans and mailboxes are beautiful. Yeah, that's <laughs> what so she said on the TikTok. Even their trash cans are pretty. They are. Well, here's the thing. For you guys, is it, and neither of these is a wrong answer, neither of them is like, oh, my gosh. Um, but what's more important, the journey or the destination? The journey, for sure. Well, the journey is the airplane, you know, in in most cases. And the airplane is not necessarily all that enjoyable, generally speaking. You can, now you can find ways to pass your time on a flight, which we do. Mom was editing all the way out there. She was editing a podcast and uh, working on her, her short film. And then on the flight home, we passed the time doing different things. And then I had a good conversation. But, but there was a moment on the flight home that I've been looking forward to talking to you about. Um, so mom and I were, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll talk to you about this, but first I want to tell you about um, BetterHelp because you know what? People don't always recognize that when they're having physical symptoms that are unenjoyable, like headaches and teeth grinding, even digestive issues can be indicators of another issue, which is stress. And let's not forget about like doom scrolling on your phone or sleeping too little or sleeping too much or under eating or overeating. These are all possibly examples that you've got too much stress in your life. I've been feeling a little bit of that, a little stressed out because of commitments I've made, not only for my speaking schedule, but my writing a new book and also maybe some things we're doing uh, with our life situation, trying to make big changes or finances. I mean, there's just so many different issues, uh, not to mention the news and the events of the world that can all be causing people a lot of stress. It shows up in a lot of ways. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't ever have to even see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. So give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wholesome. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash wholesome. So, so we had this amazing experience in Victoria, did my speech, loved it. I got to work with this amazing uh, production team and also a MC who's kind of a famous celebrity in Canada. Her name is Jessie Cruikshank. She is a comedian and TV host and personality. And actually she lives in LA and, and follows you and was um, kind of looking at both of our stuff but she had great things to say about you and said, oh, Maggie's going to be amazing and she's got to have such a big she's career. She's the one who did 
who did UCB, right? Yeah. Well, she she said a lot of her friends do UCB improv, but, gotcha, but gotcha. she got her start yeah. in improv, which then mm-hmm. you know MTV. Well, MTV has a Canadian channel. She was a host of MTV Canada, and then had her own t- TV show and hosted like um, it was some kind of like America, like Canadians most talented people, Canadian smartest people, Canada's smartest people, Canada. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, Canada's smartest people. I think she hosted that, but she was just hilarious. And she gave me yeah. this great intro and we had a good vibe talking to her. So anyway, awesome experience all the way around. Got to see another speaker buddy of mine who was on the day after me, went out to dinner with them. We're on our way home. This long flight, which by now is going Seattle to Atlanta. So it's like a five hour flight. Mm-hmm. And mom and I are sitting in the back of the plane, aisles across from each other. I'm in C, she's in D. And on my side, there's a woman traveling alone with her daughter, who's two, two and a half years old. And on mom's side, there's a man traveling alone with his daughter. And, and so there were two single parents with their, with their kids. Mm-hmm. Well, for the most part of the flight, the longest part of the flight, I was just kind of doing my own work and listening to a podcast and, and just kind of doing my own thing. And then... I decided to, you know, let's talk to this woman, kind of let's see who she is and who's this person next to me. Well, we got a great conversation going and talked about her family in Atlanta and her daughter and podcasts in general and who we listen to and told her about you and told her about this podcast here. And, and we're just in this deep conversation about her daughter and her daughter's looking up at me ever so sweetly. And then suddenly projectile vomits. <laughs> All over mom and all over me. It was amazing the amount of liquid that came out of this kid. But it wasn't just liquid. I've never seen someone throw up on a plane. Oh, yes. I didn't think it actually happened. Oh, Oh, it it was, yes, it happens. And this wasn't like baby vomit. This was like toddler vomit. So it was a little bit like chunky. Uh, And again, just like volcanic in its explosive, eruptive nature. Oh, my gosh. And she looks at me and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Like it's all over my shirt, all down my pants, like everywhere, you know, on my seat and on my watch. And I was like, it's fine. It's not your fault. It's going to be okay. And your mom who's sitting right next to me is oblivious because she's got her earbuds in. She's editing her (laughs) script. And so I'm like, oh, honey, honey, we got a little situation here. (laughs) So she she looks over and and then I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'll be right back. Well, you asked me to go get some. She's like, uh, he's like, this this little girl just threw up. Um, can you go get us some uh, wipes and stuff? And yeah, I was it's like, a good, oh, sure. So I bolt to the here. back of the plane. And the flight attendant, I tell the flight attendants, and they look at me like, sure. And they just hand it to me like, go take good care luck. of it. Good <laughs> luck. Like they were no. very encouraging. And so I, yeah, I went up and I start helping her clean up while your dad goes to the back of the plane and tries to clean up. And she's so funny. She's so sweet. And she goes, oh, no, he was just telling me about the podcast. This is going to end up on the podcast. I said, (laughs) oh, yes, it's going to be on the podcast. But don't worry. He'll be kind. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And the little girl was so sweet. Dakota Rose is her name. Yeah, Dakota Rose. What a beautiful name. Did she say um, we could say her name? She she was fine she didn't cry she wasn't upset and so we just proceeded to swab the decks and and you know 
laughed all through it and cleaned up and it was great. <laughs> and Christine was, the best was, was mom. Of vomiting that you could imagine having, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was neat. And they made us kind of closer and we we continued to have a good conversation the rest of the flight. But you know, I went to the bathroom and I cleaned up as best I could. And I learned this really cool trick. So the flight attendant, again, hands me a stack of towels. She's like, yes, you're going to need some club soda. So she gives me a can of club soda. I knew about the club soda thing. Like if you have a stain in your clothes, club soda helps to lift it out. But all I had to work with were these paper towels. And you know how when you're trying to wet a paper towel and wipe cloth, it just flakes off and creates all that lint? Yeah. Yeah, so all that's happening. And so I come out of the bathroom and I'm like, excuse me, do you have like a rag or something that won't fall apart? And she said, I got you. And she opens up the little container in the bathroom with the feminine products. And she said, take a maxi pad. Just trust me. Take a maxi pad, open it up, and just scrub with that thing. Just use it. Use as many as you need to. Don't worry about it. And so, and I'm like, really? She said, yes, us flight attendants, we have to be resourceful and work with what's on the plane. And so... It was, it was amazing. It was like this indestructible sponge thing that, that was able, I was able to clean myself up like really, really well. Like I was, I, I was still obviously very wet. I still smelled pretty badly, but I felt better as a result. Oh <laughs> man, that's funny. Yeah. But it was like, all right, that's some good content. We can use that on the way home. <laughs> And she said, she said, I hope you don't have a meeting to go to or something before you get home today. I was like, no, don't worry about it. Thank we're just, goodness, yeah. we're just, we're just going home. It's all okay. Oh my gosh. I actually expected the little girl on, in my road to get sick because she ate like a whole handful of jelly beans before he, we even took off and then a big bottle of milk. And I thought, I, I literally had the thought. Like I, combustible. I, I would bet money that she's going to throw up on this flight, but she didn't. She just went to sleep and. Did fine. There you go. I weirdly, I weirdly usually feel better on planes. Like I, I'll feel a little bad before I get on a plane. Not like I'm gonna throw up, but just very like tired. And okay, maybe a little bit like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like before I get on the plane, just like a little bit nauseous. Um, but then once I'm on a plane, I usually never feel bad on a plane. I've never I thrown up on a plane. Yeah, I get Never tired. There's something about when you start ta- taxing toward the runway that I fall asleep for just a few minutes. And I find it happens to a lot of people. I don't know if they there's something they put in the air to knock yeah, everybody I think out. it has something to do with that, um, <laughs> that fuel mixture. It's got, you know. Maybe. What is that know. stuff that the turkeys have in them? <laughs> I think it's just that you're finally in a situation <laughs> where you nobody needs anything from, a, from you. You're cut off from the outside world. And you can just give yourself a little downtime. I find that I'm weirdly, (laughs) I think I've said this before, where I was like, I kind of enjoy turbulence because it feels a little bit like a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, But then it's a little bit scarier than a roller coaster (laughs) because there's nothing you can really do. But I do think there's a little bit of a piece about being in an airplane, at least for me. Maybe I'm crazy, but... It's very much in my mind, like there's nothing I could do if something goes wrong. Yeah. You know? It's a total (laughs) act of surrender. Yeah. Grabbing on to like the seat in front of me or something isn't really going to change anything. So you just kind of got to 
be like, I it's it's out of my hands. But my flight back to LA was not nearly as eventful as yours, but I did watch the movie Psycho. <laughs> oh, the, uh, uh, the old oh really? Classic. Yeah, 1960 Eight, maybe it came out. And because um, you saw I, the lot on the Universal Studios when yes. you did the tour. Well, that was literally, yeah, that was literally my thought is when my whole family, my mom, dad, and brother were out here visiting me a little while ago, we did the Universal Studio tour. Um, and on the tour, we go past the Bates Motel and the house. And they said, I knew there was a show that's out now called Bates Motel. And so a part of me thought it was that. Um, but I saw that set, and then they also have a little bit of a reenactment where you see um, the guy. Oh, I forget his name. Norman. In the movie now. Norman. Norman Bates. Yes, you're correct. You see him, and then he like starts walking towards the tour bus, <laughs> and you like you have to get away. And so that's all I knew about the movie, and that there was a creepy mom up in the window. Yeah. And so it was interesting because. Knowing the fact that Norman had a knife put some things in my mind about the plot. Mm. But, guys, I really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. The ending, and I won't spoil it because I think it is a really interesting movie. I'm not a big horror movie person because it tends to stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that I can watch older horror movies it's more um, of a thriller. Easier. Yeah, it was a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a thriller. Um, and also, they're usually just a lot less graphic and stuff like that. And, like, images are usually what sticks with me. Um, but what was I saying about six seconds ago? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, they stick with older. you. But, but they, yeah, you were starting to say that the ending of the movie, which you're not going to spoil. <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. I love you for that. I also love that this is a podcast. So when I lose my train of thought, we could quite literally rewind six seconds. <laughs> um, but but the end of the movie, I had the thought halfway through. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I had the thought, oh, this would be so cool if it ends like this. But then I had the counter thought, this was made in the 60s. No way are they going to make it end like that. And then it did. And I was like, ah, like I, I really, really enjoyed it. That's cool. By the way, if you're yeah. listening uh, in the background, obviously we, you're, there's another voice in the room, and that is Maggie's <laughs> mom, Shay, my incredible wife. We didn't introduce you this episode. I'm sorry, honey. But, That's okay. But Shay's there. She's not. A, she's not on camera. She's just hanging out. Pops in every once in a while on the microphone to correct me usually. So that's always mm. nice. But yeah, whether, whether oh, you're watching a scary me. movie or you're getting puked on on an airplane or you're just dealing with the, your own issues in life, one thing I've been wanting to bring up on this podcast and just have a frank discussion about is mindset, is how do you control your thinking or guide your thinking, change your mindset, change your perspective on how you see a certain situation so that like in the instant that you get puked on, like you don't freak out and make it like wrong or about this mother or her baby or that you're the unfortunate victim, yeah. but you can like almost immediately laugh about it, which I did. It's like, I can't do anything about this situation. This is going to be funny to talk about later. It's kind of funny right now and, you know, or whatever, because, you know, I, I kind of think that's the whole key. It's, it's largely what I talk about in my speeches is how do you, uh, shape your ability to turn your own thoughts around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think reframing is a really powerful tool tool to have in life. Um, I think a life. Explain of what you mean is, by by reframing for people who may not know. Um, like say I'm just gonna pull this out of nowhere. Say I'm on a plane and there's a child who pukes <laughs> on me. Um, <laughs> my first thought could be, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna smell like puke for the rest of this. Like, why me? Like, why the heck did this happen to me?" Um, reframed thought. This is going to be hilarious on the podcast later. Thank God it happened to me and not someone who would have yelled at this woman and child. I can try and ease this situation and not make them feel terrible for the remainder of the flight. Nobody feels good in this situation. Um, yeah, and thank you know God I mean? my, my wife is right here to help out too because <laughs> I know the two of us together can like tackle this yeah. with our combined positivity and Problem yeah. solving and, and, and make it way God better. Thank God for maxi pads. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. Our new sponsor. No. You learn something new every day. <laughs> the the idea and and by the way, but like this is what BetterHelp does as well as they help you understand the thinking that you you know your thought processes and and how to navigate your own mind in such a way where you can get to a different position where you can have. Um, a more powerful view and realize that you do have the power of how you see things that, and when you can change your perspective to see something in a positive way, it, it literally changes all your options. It makes you so much more resourceful, more pleasant. It changes the experience. Um, again, like I said, it puts you in a position of power. And often I think the people push back against this notion of like, look on the bright side. It's like something terrible happens to me. I get robbed or swindled out of my money. And it's like, I've just lost this, this aspect of my life or I get fired from my job. And it's like, how do you reframe something like that? And you can say, well, look on the bright side. And it seems like you're saying like diminish the very real yeah, consequences. Like your experience doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like making light of the negativity. And that's not what it is. You know, I don't think for me, I think it's like, those two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Like it, it could have negative consequences that are really very real. Mm -hmm. I'm going to smell like puke for the rest of the day. And also at the same time, it can be funny and uplifting. I'm going to smell like puke for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And, and a chance to connect with this woman or whatever it is. Yeah. And, but the key is which one of those I focus on totally changes my experience and my resourcefulness, yeah. like what can I do with it? Mm -hmm. Exactly. The sooner you get to the positive, the sooner you're going to feel better and, and get the negative behind you and start looking for ways to make the situation better. Yep. It's every, everything in life has a pro, pro and a con to it. Nothing's in, either entirely good or entirely bad. And it's not like the worst thing that ever happened to you will also prove to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Sometimes that's the yeah. case, right? But the worst thing that ever happened to you generally also has some benefit, I think. Yeah, it, it, it's about learning through tribulations and in hard times, but that doesn't discount the hard times, you know? Mm -hmm. We're not trying to discount experiences and hardships because those things are real. It's just kind of a matter of of how you're going to, how you're going to, what is the word I'm looking for? How are you going to look at it? How you're going to, you know, I, how I, you're going to, I remember, <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah. I remember one time us, um, at Tucker, a woman who had, uh, recovered, uh, who, um, what do you say? Recovered from cancer, who had 
beat cancer, basically. And she said it was probably the best thing that ever happened to her. Of course, beating it. But, but having cancer, and we were like, what? But, yeah, apparently it just changed her life in so many ways for the better that she ultimately beat cancer and was cancer-free and said, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to her. Now, that's, that's amazing. Situational, for sure. Yeah, for sure. In Alcoholics um, Anonymous, there is a, there, the term the grateful alcoholic. And that, that really what that means is because of whatever your problem with alcohol or addiction that led you to get to a certain bottom in life or a certain question where you're like, I'm finally willing to do whatever it takes because I recognize my own way isn't working. Like I'm trying to run my own life and I can't. So I'm like really humbled and I have to find a way to get through this. And so you find tools within the program of Alcoholics Anonymous or 12-step programs generally, which largely are really profound spiritual tools about how you do learn to surrender and learn to reframe experiences to your benefit and, and go through that process. And so the, the gratitude, like the grateful alcoholic is, I would have never gone through this process had I not had the challenge of my addiction, or I would have, you know, put it off as long as possible because I mean, who, who wants to go through that kind of pain in their life intentionally? Very few people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Something that drives me crazy is people who, when something bad happens to them, they say, oh, well, what the hell? And they make it worse and they just compound it. And like, oh, well, if this bad happened, well, I'm just going to do this. And it's like breaking your own toys because you're upset. And it's like, you're making it worse. You're, hmm. you're, you're, you're pushing, you know, putting all these obstacles in your way to get to the good again and making it so much harder. And I, I don't understand that, but. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot under there for sure, but you're happy, right? Maggie, you doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay. I had a, I had an incredible avocado bagel with truff hot sauce on it this morning. Nice. It tasted great. I, I had a cup of coffee. Um, Cranking out some yesterday. auditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, I think I'm going to try and film an audition today, which dad, oh my gosh. Okay. Do I, do I want to do this? Um, would you maybe want to read with me for the audition? I would love because to. Because it's a father daughter thing. Oh, thank you, okay. Maggie. I'd be so honored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. Who I, else would be your father, but me in your audition? Mitch. It'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Why are no, you nervous? Do you think I'm going to blow it? Um, no, it's just a weird thing of, I, and I've actually, I've gotten so much better at this because I, I realized it and I re- made a conscious, 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 con, am I saying conscious, this correctly? Conscious decision? Conscious effort to change it. And I'm still working on changing it, but I used to really only be comfortable like doing auditions with two people and it was like mom and Matt. And then I was like, <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. I, I'm going to be acting in front of a lot of people. (laughs) I need to get a little more comfortable with that. That's one of the reasons why I like, I like the class I'm in now. And I have started reading with Mitch. And so maybe this is another step of now I'm going to read with you. So what's my character like? I mean, do you want to give me some development ideas now or should we just do the whole audition I, on the podcast we could do that oh send me my I, size i want 
<laughs> I want a shot at getting this role and not getting sued. Okay, <laughs> good about idea. About releasing all the material. Um, so <laughs> we'll save that for after the podcast. But okay. speaking of movies, I know you guys haven't, but you guys should watch the new Nicolas Cage movie. What's it called? Um, ooh, <laughs> I think it's called The Immeasurable Weight of Immense Talent. Unbearable Weight of Immense Talent, maybe. Okay. Nicolas Cage plays himself. When you started that sentence, I was going to... St- I was saying to myself, how could she not remember the name of the movie? And then you said it, and I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, The Unbearable yeah. Weight of Massive Talent. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't think anyone calls it that. I think everyone just goes, you seen the new Nick Cage movie? <laughs> <laughs> and Worth you either seeing. go, yeah. All right. Take Worth it. I seeing. Will. I will definitely see it. Yeah. I think I'm going to get the AMC um, A-list. Movie Pass? I know we've talked about this before, and you guys kind of talked me out of it, but it's nineteen ninety five a month, and you can see up to three movies a week, and movie tickets here are at least $20, so even if I see one movie a month, it covers it, right? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea, especially it's a business expense. Especially if you get a friend or two who also does it, you're yeah. more likely to use it. A lot of my friends have it, yeah. That's good, because otherwise you're going to be like, oh, well, I'll, I'll go when a, somebody can go and when they, whatever. And I mean, I'm the kind of person who will go to see some uh, a play or a movie by yourself. In fact, did you know Says Trading the woman Sp- who hasn't seen Spider-Man. I know, I was thinking of that when you said the <laughs> Nick Cage movie. But did you know they're making, or they have made uh, trading spaces, trading places into a musical that's going to be at the Alliance Theater and I got. Uh, I don't know what that I'm is. Do the uh, backstage uh, show with producers and stuff. I can't wait. That's neat. That's fun. Really good. Yeah, it was an old film with um, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, gotcha, right? gotcha. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, you're right, Dan Aykroyd. I know. I'm I, right. I'm, I saw that movie a ton. I, that was one of my, oh, my favorites oh, with yeah. my high school buddies. We had it all memorized, exactly, front to back. Exactly. Very quotable. Yep. <laughs> all right. Hey, Maggie, I've got a question for you from a listener. Um, actually, first, a not a question, but a thank you. Hi, Mags and Dan, not a question, but a thank you. See, told you. <laughs> you answered my question about people that disappoint you back in February, and since then, accepting the world and those around me, despite their negativity, has become so much easier. I feel like there's a lot of wonder and gratitude I'm beginning to see, and it's opening up happier days. Thank you, and I hope to see y'all one day in the film industry as I'm hoping to be a writer. But anyway, keep at it. All the best to the Wholesome Chaos family. Much love, Declan. Thank you so much, Declan. Aww, that is a great thanks, comment. Declan. Yeah, keep and, on writing. And way to go. Yeah, keep on writing. As mom would say, the definition of a writer is? Somebody who wrote today. Actually, yes. I didn't create that quote, but. Did you yeah. write today? I did. Uh, I, wrote, I started to write today, and then I got distracted. I, but that's no. okay. Well, I wrote in Today's terms not of over. making show notes for the podcast. That's going to drop. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, next question. Quick story and a question for you guys. So all my life, I've led a vicious cycle of if I do this, then I'll be happy. For instance, I said once I move out. I'll be happy. Then it was once I get my dream job and get to do what I love, I'll be happy. Well, I've done both those things. Now the cycle still continues. Have you ever felt like this? 
like nothing you can do brings the fulfillment you thought it would. Any advice? I feel stuck. This is from Emily. I think that's a really bad trap that a lot of people do. They, they put demands on, like, especially on relationships. Oh, this person has got to be, you know, this, this, and this. And if they check those boxes, then everything will be perfect. And then they get in a relationship and realize that people aren't boxes. You can't just, you know, you have to, relationships are organic. And, and situations change when you, when you think you want something then when you get there, oftentimes it isn't what you thought because you haven't experienced it. And so that's part of the whole idea of, yeah, is it the destination or the journey? Because if you Grass arrive and you're disappointed, side. then the journey is what it's all about. What'd you say, Megs? Grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, that's that's a really I, I feel like I think about that a lot physically as well. Mm-hmm. Like, at least growing up where I'd have long hair and I'd go, okay, if I just cut my hair then I'll be, then I'll be like really pretty. Like then that'll work. And then I'd cut my hair and be like, oh, okay, once it grows out, then I'll be really pretty. Um, like I just need, I need this, this, this makeup product. I, if once I lose this, once I get abs, once I get this jewelry, um, and like none of it's true, (laughs) that, that little thing's not going to change anything. Once, once I'm successful in my like financial world, yeah. you know, when I've got money or when I have the right job or the right partner, yeah, I mean, it is definitely a trap. You're both extremely correct in that regard. I read an amazing book one time, and I would re- highly recommend this book. It's called Stumbling on Happiness by Daniel Gilbert, and it's an interesting title. I was, have you ever been in like a bookstore when suddenly a book just sort of ju- jumps out at you and you're like, oh, it was something about the cover or the title. I think in this case, it was the title. I was in Notre Dame. Um, I was at the University of Notre Dame in the university bookstore because I was speaking there on campus and I wanted to buy something. And so I bought this book and it was amazing because what the book really kind of made the case for was the idea that from your present moment, you're always predicting what will make you happy in the future. And it's just a guess. And it's very inaccurate. The guess that you're making right now about what will someday make you happy is based on um, a fantasy. It's based on only looking at the upside of the circumstances that are going to be in your life without really calculating in all the downsides or all the work that's necessary in order to get there. Um, and also what you're doing is you're basing your predictions about the future on your memories of the past. And what this book also goes into is how inaccurate in many cases our memories are of our own past. Mm. As yeah. life goes on, we literally drift. The reality of what happens, there's a there's a drift and separation from how we remember those events um, that is ultimately also guided to serve us. And so the idea is, yeah, you're going to come along those happy moments, but they will very rarely be what you thought they would be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and I think you also, you have to put out joy in order to be experiencing it too. So if this person is like, well, I have to get this, they're not, they're not enjoying life. They're not living in the moment and putting out the positivity and, and, uh, 
you know, happiness that they're seeking in the first place. And it also makes me think of that, that line, like what, what you were saying about the book, remembering, uh, you know, we tend to remember things differently than they actually happen from that Ryan Reynolds movie where he's talking to his 12 year old self saying, I spent my whole life trying to get away from the me that was you. And yet you were the best part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, hmm. I think, um, joy and happiness are very closely tied to identity. Yes. And so if you're, if I say my identity is in acting, being an actress. So if I'm not where I thought I would be in acting, if I'm not, you know, in the next Marvel movie, then in my head, I'm always going to be like, okay, I just, I got to got to work harder. Once I get that, then I'll be complete and fulfilled. But if your identity is in anything that can be taken away from you or it like affected by other people, then I don't think you're going to have fulfillment and like ultimate joy in your life because your identity is always going to be something that you're scared is going to be taken away. Mm-hmm. because other people have power over it or mm-hmm. because it's it's not something that's a constant, you know? That's true. And that's why, you know, taking it back to where you started, which is with faith and with a connection with God and a belief that, you know, in God's eyes, we're all equal, we're all enough, we're all loved, we're all beautiful. And if you can, yeah. if you can be there in your heart and, and truly own that, it helps you to be in your moment in your present moment and not judging it as good or bad or happy or wrong or insufficient, but just you're living that moment. You're in that moment and knowing that that moment in and of itself contains all that it needs to make you happy. If you're just in tune with life at that moment. Um, but I think what you said about identity and the way you value yourself is really true. I mean, it caused me to think like, if I'm not confident, if I if I don't believe in myself, then how can I be happy? Then is it only about distracting myself from how I see myself? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's also important yeah. to find out what what if you're not if you're not happy, you need to try to figure out what what is that because sometimes we think that it's this specific thing that's making us unhappy. Like I was, I was struggling many, many years ago when I was in my early 20s and just um, very unhappy. And the guy I was with at the time, he was like, you know, well, just quit your job, quit your job. Like I thought that was the problem. Like I was just frustrated and angry and blah, blah, blah. And it turned out, no, it was because he was cheating on me I lost the guy. <laughs> Guess what? I loved my job. And I was so glad I didn't quit my job. But I couldn't, I could not see that the problem was in the relationship, not in the job, because I was taking out my frustrations with the relationship on my job. And often people do it the opposite way. They they take out their frustrations from their job on the relationship, and it is the job is the problem. But finding out like what what is that? Is it because you is it in yourself that you're not allowing yourself to be happy that you're struggling with your own identity or is there somebody who's affecting your happiness and influencing you and you need to 
uh, get out of the situation. So, you know, better help. <laughs> Honesty. Get, get to the root of, of that problem. Yeah. And get on with the happiness that, that you deserve. Yep, yep, yep. Very good, honey. Yeah, I mean, coming, coming back to a place of self-honesty, being able to look at my life situation and say, you know, maybe I am, the, maybe there's something I need to work on or accept um, in order to love myself completely and mm-hmm. just not beat myself up. Um, but I feel like a lot of people's, their only version right now of happiness is the escape and the distraction mm-hmm. into something that takes them away from their world. When in reality, like if you can't be happy in your world, you're not really happy. So, yeah, Emily, it'd be a real shame to wake up thirty and be find yourself thirty years old and and find the the solution yep. and go, wow, why didn't I take the time when I was twenty to figure this out instead of distracting myself for ten years trying to avoid uh, the real problems? Yep, it's not it's not more money. I mean, money money can be a great tool to help you fulfill a lot in your life and 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 express yourself and. Uh, elevate the things that make you happy, but it doesn't in and of itself make you happy. It, I mean, it's, it creates more problems, more money, more problems, more houses, more problems, <laughs> right? More, yeah. uh, more stuff. Right. Everything that you own owns you <laughs> at some level. So it's not the stuff. It's got to come from the inside and ultimately come from uh, a higher authority. So thank you. Whoop, whoop. Thanks, Emily. Hope that helped. <laughs> My my plans for the rest of the day, like we said, audition and everything. I have a feeling I'm going to end up on the pickleball courts because that's that seems to be how all my days are going. But yesterday, guys, yesterday I was on the pickleball court. I literally walk on. I wave at Jaime. I wave at Carlos. I wave at Cheryl. I say, hey, guys, good morning. <laughs> talking to one of them. He's like, you brought sunscreen? Because I always have sunscreen. And it was so hot out. And I was like, of course I do. Gave him some sunscreen. I was like, you keep it. I got a bunch of extra. Um, we got one game in and all felt like we were about a drop of heat stroke. It no was kidding. so hot yesterday. How hot is it? So we had to leave. Like 90s? Oh my gosh, I don't think it's I don't think it's as hot today, but yesterday it had to be 90s, like just blaring sun too. Oh man, crazy. But even Josh said he was like I think this is the first time I've ever almost wanted to not play pickleball. <laughs> like I could I could maybe go an hour or two more, but so It's it's crazy too the injuries we're sustaining from pickleball. <laughs> like what? Like blowing out our legs just because we've been on the court for four hours daily um my ankles have been getting a little tough I think I need a little more supportive shoes uh shoulder you know sometimes I just I'm I'm too strong I hit the ball too hard um I've gotten hit in the face a few times Josh got hit in the sternum really hard the other day ouch yeah I mean it's ouch it's also like a wiffle ball so it's okay it's more like the pride i guess and no, i'm kidding <laughs> um and it leaves that yeah, bruise so with ho- the dimples <laughs> yeah 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 so hopefully actually I'm, I'm pretty certain there's some pickleball in my future today that sounds great hey i think i booked a speech in la <gasps> when yeah october <laughs> so it's okay. a little ways off and i'm That's not gonna okay, wait till then. october to come see you i promise where do you know where in la um it's okay if you know laguna beach i think Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not super close, but it's okay. 
yeah, you know, it's all, it's all pretty close. Yeah, I'll probably have a new car by then so I can drive you. Nice. Wherever you need to go. My, yeah, I was driving, I was driving two friends yesterday. I was driving them back home and my car kept making some funky noises. Um, and I was like, my car just looks so beat right now between the shattered windshield, the Avengers logo on the front, the maintenance <laughs> required button and the orange dent in the side. Oh my goodness. But here's the thing. I personally think it gives it character. It does. <laughs> But, you know, the patterns that have enabled you to incur all that damage to your car, like while you, since you've been in L.A., getting a new car doesn't change those patterns. Like The patterns of somebody shattering my windshield while I'm playing pickleball or the patterns of my maintenance required button because my car is old. I'm talking more about the dents and just kind of in okay, general the fact so that cars get beat up wall. in L.A. Right? I hit one wall. That's not, no, that's not totally true. Mm. I'm, I'm a good driver. Okay. Well, I trust your judgment to do whatever you think is no, right you don't. for you and your automotive <laughs> no, future. I was in the car with him when he backed right into a pole. It was so funny. He, like, he, he was backing up, and just about the time I was about to say stop, because I knew there was that pole back there, we looked at each other right <laughs> as he hit it, and we busted out laughing. Cause like I think you were just so tired because we were we did a it was an out of town uh, gig and we drove to it and, and do you you don't remember that oh my gosh we like locked eyes right then we were both thinking we should like you should stop and it was boom and we just laughed <laughs> man it happens to everyone yes it does you and if you feel like you need a new car. Knock yourself out, Maggie. Get a new car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive it until it dies. No. Yeah. Meaning she's gonna try to kill it. No, no. I'm doing my best. I pray. I, I'm so serious. When I'm on the freeway, I'm like praying over my car. I'm like, God, please sustain it. Please help me get home. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. It's been working so far. So. Well, take care of yourself out there. Stay safe. I will. You stay safe, too. I sure will. And take will. care of yourself, too. Absolutely. Mom, you, too. You take care of yourself and stay safe. Stay yeah. safe. <laughs> yes, and wherever you are right now listening to this podcast, take care of yourself. Please. Please. And stay safe. Stay safe. And don't puke on anybody. <laughs> and if, if somebody do, pukes on you, reframe it and make it a good thing. If, if Yeah, yeah. And pull out. Pull out some tampons. Yeah. No, not tampons. Maxi pads. Maxi pads. <laughs> okay. Sometimes people don't have maxi pads. Pull out whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. Um, anyway, thank you for the listening. And, and by all means, please go out to wholesomechaos.com. Let us know what's on your mind and what's in your life and how we can help. Ask any questions there. Wholesomechaos.com. Also, please support our sponsors. You can see them there as well. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. And Maggie, you take care of yourself. Stay safe on that pickleball court and in your car to and from. And don't blow out those legs. You know, you got a lot more miles left. I will take all of that into account, and I will probably call you tonight to tell you all about it. <laughs> all right. All right. Take care. Love you. <laughs> I love you guys. We love you, too. See you next week, everybody. Bye. 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 
have my sides right here. So tell me about my character. I can't. <laughs> Legally, <laughs> I cannot. All right. I know he's a dad. I can relate to that. He's a dad. Okay. I'm 16. Okay. And your first line is, so. So I'm going to give you a three, two, one action. You're, you're a single dad also. So a single dad. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that yeah, changes yeah. everything. Okay. Uh, I know. You. I know. I know. I'm with you. you ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, action. So? Wow. Did you like the pause before That's... the so? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, no. I liked it. Yeah. It's um, all in the pause. It's all in the pause. Mm-hmm. Okay. So? Yeah. Now say it. Here, here, here. Now say it like you're waiting for me to finish a sentence, but I'm not. Okay. So? Wow. That's amazing. Okay. You almost had me in tears. <laughs> now I'm going to say it like I just ripped my pants. So? <laughs> say it like a baby just threw up on you. So. <laughs> Very nice. We'll be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.